0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss.
1: Hey Todd, how are you doing, buddy? Good,
0: Jeremy. How about you, so?
1: Good. So you finally decided to show up for a podcast.
0: Uh huh. So did your internet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, right. Okay. I just so <laughs> what I did is apparently, like I was telling my dad, this is a couple of weeks ago. I was like, man, I want to get internet in the shop, and he's like, oh, well, we've got this little transmitter, and it's this little panel. It's like maybe four inches by twelve inches, and it's up at the house, and there's a receiver on the shop, and it just shoots internet back and forth at an incredibly high rate. And so they have that hooked up to their internet. And he says, oh, if you want internet in the shop, just buy a wireless router and plug it in. And that's what I did. And now I've got internet in my shop and I've been using it for like the last two or three days. And it is consistently faster than what we have at the house. So I hauled all my stuff down this morning and I'm podcasting here on my workbench. So I don't know, no guarantee. Uh, The folks at home may be wondering why on earth we haven't done a show and it's because... the internet has been so bad it'll it'll be fast they'll test fast and then it'll just cut out and so todd and i tried a podcast and (laughs) we we'd we'd get through like a couple of sentences halfway through a a subject and then all of a sudden i couldn't hear a thing he said for like 30 seconds and it's like oh it was it was tough wasn't it (laughs) yeah
0: it's like it was worse than some of our first couple of shows yeah you know at least then it was bad but doable internet and our equipment gave us some audio issues but you know each one of us has kind of you know the mercedes of podcasting equipment yeah actually i don't even know if that's a good thing
1: yeah who knows
0: um and then last week we couldn't record because i was on the road coming back from yeah how was that oh my god what a waste of money and time
1: <laughs> i was expecting you to be like it was a great holiday
0: <laughs> now i will tell you i had three great meals no one else seemed to um and they're the ones that drug me to those restaurants right i wouldn't have huh. I, i'd have went but because they're limited in that area for anything good and you know that's not off a. Of, Uh, restaurant supply semi right yeah yeah and uh we actually have an ongoing joke that you know every restaurant you go to is just cisco food anyway yeah um not that it isn't but whatever um yeah but i had three great meals up there that nobody else did we were supposed to be there monday through friday um driving saturday or Sunday, half a Monday, and then leaving Friday and driving half a Saturday. And because I ain't about driving 14 hours in a row no more. And that's just driving time. That doesn't include stopping for gas and walking a dog and Um, all that. So you figure 16 hours. uh Uh, I ain't about driving that no more. Yeah, no kidding. And it's not that. I don't like driving. I still love driving. There just seems to be an in, inordinate number of um, less than optimal drivers. Yep. And anyway. Uh, yep, I hear you. I had one the first first meal. Oh, I just got you know they should, you know they come and say oh you know would you like to hear the specials. Yes. It was on Tuesday, so Taco Tuesday, right? So got tacos. Yep. They were nothing special at all. They're the blandest tacos I've ever had. Hmm. But they were fresh and edible. Everybody yep. else were like, ugh, my meal sucks. All right, whatever. And then the next day we go have brunch and I get uh, lobster Benedict. It's hmm. a homemade biscuit at this restaurant split and then lobster claw meat poached Uh eggs a dill hollandaise yeah i no no not dill um tarragon or something anyway
2: okay yeah
0: um that was great awesome uh and then that night i had uh perch fresh perch um fried perch fillets awesome Mm. um and if you and for anybody out there that oh i don't like fish but i want to try it try perch
1: is it not bad
0: uh it is the most mild white fish ever it doesn't have that fishy taste yeah yeah um it's it's super mild like uh flounder is mild for ocean fish you know yeah um It's incredibly awesome, hmm. and if you like um, flavor that last that, that sticks with you for two or three days, try catfish.
1: Yeah, <laughs> 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 I'm not kidding. Hey, <laughs> I, I, the, the look of that animal
0: awesome. A very mild uh, fish. I love grouper; hmm. one of my favorites. But anyway,
2: hmm.
0: <laughs> the first restaurant. I ever had a grouper at was down in Tampa. We went there for lunch, for work one day, me and two of the women I worked with, uh, cause they loved it, right? And I'd never had a grouper, and they're like, Oh my god, you gotta try it, you gotta try it. Okay, whatever. Get there and on the menu they're called grouper fingers. Those yeah. are strips of grouper breaded and fried. And I'm like, yeah. the waiter came and said, Oh, you know, today's special is our world famous grouper fingers. I just busted out laughing. Yeah what what's so funny about my world famous grouper fingers groupers don't have fingers i can ima- i can understand you it. said grouper lips yeah but
1: huh <laughs> that's crazy yeah i'm not a fish guy. i'm not a fish guy i wish i was because it's i think it's good to have a, a you know decent amount of fish in your diet but uh, it's got to be very mild like like bass i can have like fresh or uh yeah freshwater bass I like that the the common like tilapia and you know all those flavorless fishes that stuff I'm great oh, with oh then you but...
0: would love like walleye and perch
1: yeah oh yeah because yeah my dad always always loved it when we would go fishing for perch and maybe that's because I know like when when I was a kid we did walleye, perch, um uh, trout rainbow trout and then pike trout and I know, some flavor to them Ooh. yeah they do it's a fishy fish but uh <laughs> yeah and uh my kids love fishing way more than I do I, I'm like leave or take it don't care but my kids are always like can we go fishing can we go fishing and they will uh they don't have to catch stuff all of them will literally sit there for hours on end at the end of a dock in the hopes of catching a fish it's so weird man if I don't, if I'm not getting action after 10 casts, I'm like, well, no fishing here today. It's go, <laughs> you know, but they're like, no, we just stay here and keep trying. I'm like, ah, it seems odd to me, but. Oh, I, they love I it. actually,
0: fishing is the only thing I'm not very good at that I love doing and I'm addicted to it. Hmm. And I love, Did and you I go, actually kind of, we kind of picked this where we live right this second because I'm not near anything fishing. Hmm. <laughs> because it's i you know i get uh i love food i love i can fish all day just stand it just get roasted by the sun and then i'm disheartened for two days after that yeah yeah and and then it just builds up and then i have to go fishing in fact i was going to go uh take a walleye charter up in new york but uh i'm having a good time with my back right now i don't want to risk anything but um we were up there with my wife's parents, and her dad's hips were really, really bothering him, and his back, so he couldn't go, mm. and that's who I, I was going to take him on a, this weekend's his birthday, and I was going to take him on a walleye charter for his birthday. But.
1: Mm. Right on. Oh, so we got the rodeo coming up in town this weekend.
0: Y'all yeah, was watching and, uh, a little bit of uh, rodeo. Yep. And it, they showed a schedule, right? I'm like, well, mm. that thing moves from the south to the north. Mm. It would make more sense to Todd if they did it the other way around. Because they're actually following the worst of the heat all the way to Canada. I'm like, yeah, y'all are dumb.
1: Yeah. And it's hot here right <laughs> now, man.
0: Opinion. I know what they're doing. I know why they do it. You Because know, historically speaking, that's how the cattle drives went. I get it. But come on, it's 2022. Yeah. It's a world-class sport, you know. Why are you trying to kill people and horses?
1: Yeah. So, like, yesterday, we're up in that. We're we're pushing almost getting into, well, just the low 90s right now. So, it's pretty warm here. But you know what I love is this shop. Yeah, I just keep the doors closed, and it stays nice and cool all day long. You got AC in, in there or old-
0: just the fact that it's insulated?
1: Insulated, and then the big old concrete floor. You know, it's just like a, it's like a heat sink both ways. I think you in gotta get some
0: one of those big ass fans.
1: Yeah, I, 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 don't need one though. I don't think. Yeah,
0: and while they're great, I've worked in a couple of places that had them, visited places that had them. They're awesome, but they must be made of platinum for what they cost. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, I know they're they're not cheap, and they have a
0: new um line of they call them more quiet i don't know how you can have a fan that runs that fast and be quiet you know air is air yeah and and you're chopping through it and anyway um and it i'm like god i'm not paying eight grand for a stupid floor fan seriously or more or less you know it depends on what you get
1: Yeah, yeah yeah
0: you know best thing you can do is find an old uh HVAC blower yeah. The the ones that are in line, not the squirrel cage, the yeah. inline ones. And, you know, you can pick them up for nothing and they move some air.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, if I want, I mean, I'm not, I don't have an issue with that at all. Um No, it's nice in here. Like I would say it's probably 60, 65 in the shop, maybe a little cooler in the mornings. I love that. And, oh yeah, dude, it's nice. And so, first thing in the morning, I'll open up the door, the big overhead door, just because it's nice. And then all of a sudden I kind of feel a little bit of the heat. And so I just close it and bada boom, it stays nice and cool all day long. Like yesterday, I got back from town and I was, uh, rode my motorbike, had to pick up some, some lights for the grinding room that I'm putting in here. And, uh, oh, it was just so hot on my bike. I come in here and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm still working in jeans. And I'm like, this is fantastic. But, um, yeah, I yeah no, and, um,
0: <clears throat> are you getting shield lighting?
1: Uh, no, I didn't. I just got one. Yeah, no, I just got whatever the LEDs they had coming I mean, the LED with...
0: panels they get are just so inexpensive. You can just replace them if they ever get, um, you know, ruined by the metal dust.
1: Yeah yeah I don't I think I clean up a lot and I know some people always talk about metal dust gonna be the end of everything and metal dust this and it gets behind your walls and then burns your garage down and you know when it when oh, we're moving and I was I you don't know. even know what
0: vacuum is or a broom yeah maybe
1: exactly like when I moved my grinding area for my garage I was shocked I was like wow it's actually not that dirty here because I, I keep stuff clean like I don't know some guys must grind and just never ever vacuum or sweep but I, I, I sweep every single day or vacuum every single day. Like if I grind a couple of knives before I'm done for the day, I take a vacuum and I clean up all that stuff on the floor, primarily before I'd say probably the biggest reason is cause that was like beside my house. So if I walked from there to the house, I'm tracking this stuff in all over my brand new floor, but it's a, it puts you in a good habit, you know? And, uh, yeah, no, I keep a clean area, but. I I never thought I would love having this much room before. I thought I'd be nice, but dude, so I built a a workbench with uh you know a big C channel frame and legs. It's it's not a welding bench because I have a wood top on it, but it's a full sheet of uh MDF. So like forty nine by ninety seven, right? Yeah, I absolutely and I'm like,
0: love MDF, oh, three quarter inch MDF for a workbench mm-hmm. tape top. Yep. yep. Because it's replaceable it's relatively mm-hmm. cheap and it's more durable as a work sh- you know work service than people imagine
1: oh totally and I always thought water is going to destroy it and stuff but yeah. man if you, as long as you wipe it up right away yeah. like if you leave and if it's constantly getting wet it's not going to be good but man that's all I had in like under my drill presses and stuff and and that was right beside my grinding bucket and I'd get water on that thing all the time and it's and the nice thing is, yeah, it's a sacrificial piece. If you want to spray paint something on it, do it. If you want to, you know, you can screw different blocking. If you need to make a jig for something or, oh, it's just, I was thinking about it. And, well, first of all, I'm not going to spend the money on steel right now. I was like, oh, because there used to be, when this was a shop that I actually worked in with other people, there was a, a welding bench exactly where I've put this one. And it was a three-quarter inch steel plate, four by eight. And I'm like, oh, can you imagine having that sucker here again? But uh, I wouldn't even want to know. It it. Thousands of dollars. And I'm like, that's, that's dumb. (laughs) If I was, if I had a job where I welded every day, then of course it'd be, yeah, you got to do it. But I had a question, uh, you know,
0: (laughs) yeah, I understand if you're a fabricator and you're beating on it, how steel is better for a a table like that. I understand that. Um, I think anybody would, but for welding, just for, can
1: I can I pause you one sec? Okay. All right, sorry. That's right. Uh, So you're saying the thickness of the table?
0: No, not the thickness. Um, here, here's If you have a, a one-inch thick steel table, right? Yeah. Four by eight. I get why you would want that for fabrication, okay? But what's wrong with a, an aluminum top? One-inch thick aluminum, four by eight for welding.
1: I think they'd warp too much.
0: I don't know I'm, I'm just i'm just wondering yeah. and here's why i'm wondering that there's four of them near me at an auction the <laughs> metal oh, really? shop is closing yeah and they've been using these uh aluminum workbenches forever they're a hmm. little more than an inch thick but they're not quite an inch and a 16th uh some odd size and uh probably in that wrong millimeter stuff
1: yeah probably metric and
0: uh they said, yeah, it's been here for as long as I've worked here. Oh, how long you work here? 22 years.
2: Huh. And they
0: look, they're not all warped up. And I mean, there was a, a big straight edge sitting on it. And I'm like, flipped it up on its edge. And I'm like, eh, you know, it's got some dingage because, you know, you're always going to have somebody whacking it with a hammer. Yeah. But it's not like the ocean. I think surface, that would be that. You know?
1: Yeah. I think that'd be the thing is that it's so soft. Like if you if you were sliding a heavy part on it, it would just gall and and get marred up. And I don't know.
0: Well, there's a couple of scratches it, on it, but not. There's no gouges, no nothing. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've been using it forever, and uh, it. Um, they also had these, the overhead, uh, cranes and stuff. So I don't know how much actual slide. And they didn't make anything that was. You know, weighed two thousand pounds.
1: Hmm. No, that'd be kind of cool. What? What are they? Do you know how much they're going for?
0: Well, right now they're they're not. It's not live. Oh, they're auction. Oh, Uh, okay, gotcha. Um, I would imagine they're going to go either for scrap, which is very expensive, or not much at all because they're very awkward to move. And then there's some machinery for sale, so I think that's where the money's going to go.
2: Hmm that's cool
0: they have a hydraulic um you know there's portable it's like a pallet moving thing but it's it goes you know five foot high mm-hmm. they have one of those i'm really interested in and the aluminum top tables hmm. at least one of them well just one
1: yeah no that would be a nice table that'd be cool i mean i don't know um,
0: all day every day
1: yeah well, see, and I know there's certain welding processes. Like when you're doing certain TIG parts, a lot of guys will actually put aluminum plate down because they want the heat to get sucked out of the back of the weld really quickly.
0: And that's what I'm thinking. You know, yeah. people worry so much about building too much heat. Why are you using a steel table? Why not use an aluminum sheet? Yeah, yeah. I'm know. just, you know, wondering.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So we uh, like at our other house. We had... Um, the door with the broom closet door, we would mark the kid's height every Christmas and on their birthdays. Right. And so it's kind of, and we actually brought this one from our other house. And so it's kind of sentimental and we want to keep it and we're going to install it in this house. And so we told the people that were moving in I said, I'm going to get you a new door. And so we ordered it and it came unmachined, And so I, you know, machine, the hinge stuff in, and the, the doorknob thing, but having a four by eight place to work is so nice man like like i'm still coming from the mindset and the thing that feels normal to me is working in half of a garage right and if i wanted like i couldn't do a four by eight sheet of plywood and walk around it in there and here it's like just one part of my shop you know i set this thing down i can put both doors down side by side like just transfer the marks from one to the other and then And now i have it set up on here so i can just paint it on a workbench and i'm just like this is so insane i never i never until you have a lot of room to use you don't really know what it's like to work that way you know like i can have signs being processed and then take a break from that and be like oh, okay my kid has a flat tire on his bicycle let's just go to this workbench <laughs> and I just go there and it's like i could have like 10 projects on the go at once right now and this is only half of the shop like my parents still have their crap in the back oh man i absolutely i love having a big shop and i i thought this would be too big i thought you know what this is going to be too much space you know and you still gotta be careful how you set it up but i mean so what? Like they gotta walk around a little bit. It's not a big deal, you know? Like it's it's nuts, man. Like I wanted to do I'll oh, just do a quick old change on the on the lawnmower. It's like just bring it right in. I've got I could park that thing in about twenty different places in the shop right now. So pick one that's gonna be the best and just do your work and then take it out. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. Way, I, way back I'm when you first don't. started
0: considering the move, I told you. You'll you'll love that big shop. You'll have wonder how you ever live without it. Yes, and then a year I later, you'll true. be expanding to the barn because it's not, the workshop's not big <laughs> enough.
1: Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope not. No, uh, I just, I'm just going to be excited. See, the, the thing I'm finding is that I'm trying to set this up, but the final configuration is going to have the wood area in the back. And there's tons of room for a nice, like I'm going to do a, a built-in workbench with the miter saw built in, right? And I'm going to have like, 10 12 feet of in feed out feed. Uh, I'm gonna have my table saw set up permanently with a in feed and outfeed for a full sheet of plywood you know it's so much safer by myself I can just rest it and slide it you know um, but I can't do that until after my parents move and so the interim I've still got this wood equipment and most of it's just up in the mezzanine but I've, I've kind of realized that I was like oh I'm just gonna get the front of my shop just working perfectly but I can't do it in, in the way that I see is the final iteration. I can't do that yet because that involves a lot of stuff being in the back, obviously. Um, and the back isn't going to be super full. It's mostly just the wood tools that's going to be the back. But then also my automotive stuff because I got the the two post lift there. Um, you know, it'd be nice to have a dedicated place just for vehicles and stuff. And shoot, man, if I got a vehicle I'm not using much, I'll just park it inside because I got a lot of room back there. But. You know, in that lift what old lift, I forget, but, uh, easily lift up my pickup truck. So that's going to be nice. Any work I do on my vehicles, I'm not going to be, uh, using ramps and a creeper anymore. I'm pretty stoked about that. And then the barn is full of stuff. Like it's, it's got this old, what was it a 1932 model a with a rumble seat? Yeah. Like that my dad bought and I don't know, a long time ago like 95, 96. And he said, oh yeah, I'll have it ready. I'm going to have it restored for your wedding. And it's still, (laughs) still not restored. He bought it. The the guy had rebuilt the motor, painted that and the frame and, and the transmission, like all the transmission was done. And basically it's a matter of bolting everything back onto this thing, getting the interior done. Um, like it even had like some of the horse hair in the seat still, but the springs of the seat were all really good and the frame of the seat. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of too, it's all complete and it's all original. So it'd be kind of a cool car, but it's like, man, nobody's going to do that. Like, honestly, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know, So was like, get rid of it. It's got to go away. And there's just so much stuff that's just, oh man. Yeah. Cause that'd be a nice place to park vehicles that you're not using. Like Isaiah's got his truck he's working on and you know, you park, just stick it in the barn. You can work on it out there. You take all the wheels off, lift it up. You know, you can lift the thing a decent height. Get some nice high work jacks and just leave it there and put away on it. You know, and then it's out of the elements. But I don't like. I don't want something like that in the shop because I don't don't want quite that much room wasted. But yeah, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's amazing, man. And the critters out here are insane too. Like first of all, the, the insects. Cause I mean, there's trees, like there's hundreds and hundreds of trees everywhere. And so that obviously brings this entire different ecosystem that we, that we now live in. So like moths, like crazy, there's moths everywhere here. And then like bats, I went to open up the, we got the big umbrella, like a cantilevered umbrella, I go open that up when I was uh, cooking some fajitas the other night and uh, go crank it open. And all of a sudden this bat flies out of it and he's kept trying to get back in, it didn't I think it woke it up, it didn't know what was happening. He's like, wait a minute. But yeah, it's uh, it's different. It still doesn't feel like home. It's kind of weird. It still feels like, okay, we're on a little vacation or something like that, you know? But it's good. I like being here. It's it's nice not having to ride any gravel anywhere. You know, you wash your car and it stays clean for quite a bit longer, except the bugs, but. And being close to the city is nice too. A lot less time driving but
0: yeah, it's like a good thing and a bad thing good on your time but the motorbike rides are a little bit shorter
1: i just take longer way to get there i knew you were going to say that <laughs> yeah yeah no there's no shortage of i'm like you know what whatever or I'll be like i'm going to go uh, through this town instead but um yeah no, it's, it's so strange, man. It's, and the weird thing is too, because is we're completely trade in that literally I I could walk from my house to my shop, buck naked, not a soul can see me. Not one of my neighbors would be able to see me if they wanted to. And that is a nice feeling because at our other place, essentially on every single corner, if I was in the front, either side or the back of our house, I had a neighbor that would be able to see me. And it's just, it's just different. Like it's, it's not something you think about, and it's not something that's like, oh, this isn't good. But when you are working around and you're like, there's literally not a soul. It's something you, every couple of days, you just pause from and It's like, this is so weird, man. Like, nobody knows what I'm doing right now, and I can't see anybody else. It's just, it's kind of an interesting feeling. It's kind of weird, but I like it. Oh, it's yeah, good. it is,
0: isn't it? It yeah. took me exactly zero seconds to get used to moving from town. <laughs> Near yeah. Washington D.C. to here, where I have no no neighbors, zero. Um, yeah, you got to go two miles in one direction to get to my nearest neighbor. Um, huh. Now I have people driving by every because they work the land down here, but so I don't have neighbors, and yeah. this time of year, no one can see the house except in a direct shot down the driveway.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
0: so in theory i can sit on my back deck um in my birthday suit and no one would ever know Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing because you know showing this is against the law
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no it's fun and then there's also way more room for shooting pew pews out here because um where i was before every direction you had uh you had a house, and the one of them I didn't know until one day I was flying my drone, and it just looked like a farm field that kind of went up, and I just assumed into the abyss. And I was flying my drone. I'm like, oh, now not super close, probably let's say half a mile or something, but still, uh, still it was like it was enough to be like, ah, man, I just well, I mean, I can't yeah, shoot that direction anymore. Seven
0: six two by thirty nine is going to make it half a mile, no problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and I was mostly shooting twenty twos, but um and we had like i actually put like a dirt backdrop and so you know it's pretty darn good but here i i can see for several miles and there's nothing so it's kind of nice just got to watch out if the guy's out in his field or not you know but uh yeah so kids are loving that they go up to the barn and just throw the Throw just throw the twenty two shells away like it's going out of style. <laughs> Kobe's up there for set. No, I wasn't set. Probably six hours one afternoon. Just, I like say, <laughs> like it's a single shot. How do you load them that fast? Pew. It's, a good, it's a good thing because, hey, man, he he's bare. We got those buckets of you know bucket of twenty two shells, the Remingtons, and uh, and he went through half half a bucket, and I don't know how I many. It's a couple. It's got to be like a thousand rounds in those, or something like that. And I'm like, imagine if he had like a like a bulk action with a clip, <laughs> even. You know, this one he has to lo- single load each shell. It's just a single shot twenty two, and he's still just tearing through them like they're going out of style. Or like a the Ruger ten twenty two there for a while. I had the takedown edition. Man, if he had that sucker, just go through twenty thousand rounds in a day. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about my uh, lever gun that I got, the 22? No. So uh, it's a Remington, well, it's, a, it's a Model 95, right? Yeah. In the 22. And this one was from, I want to say 87. People say that it is the smoothest lever gun that's ever been produced. And I mean, I, I don't know. I don't shoot a lot of lever guns, but I would, I could understand why they say, they say it's smooth in the .30-30. Um, I use it with 22 shorts, but, uh, this guy that we worked with, um, I forget where he's, 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 Japan. Anyways, he moved into an apartment in Calgary and this gun was in it (laughs) and he didn't know what to do with it. And he said, well, I'll buy it from you. He goes, okay. I said, how much do you want? He goes, hundred bucks. (laughs) I said, sure, let's do it. So I got this gun for a hundred bucks and it has never been, to what I can tell, it's never been refurbished, redone, but it is in pristine condition. Like the bluing is perfect. There's zero signs of any type of corrosion or discoloration. The wood looks like, it looks like somebody stored it in a silk sleeve. Like it is so nice. And man, it shoots like an absolute dream. Like you take your pinky and you just flick the lever and it opens. You flick it back and it closes. It just and just like it is such a smooth gun. Have you ever heard of those ones? The the yeah, because it's a the Remington the Winchester ninety five, right? It's a model
0: ninety five. It's from eighteen ninety four, but they call it the model ninety five. Um, yeah, the uh, I have a relative that has one. Uh, yeah, it. it His is also um, pristine uh, because it never gets shot. And my experience with those has been it's either an incredibly smooth gun, but worn because it got used Mm -hmm. a lot. I mean, a lot, you know, or Mm -hmm. they bought it and put it in a corner in the closet and it's never moved Mm. ever. You know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember a guy um uh brought me a rifle to look at it was a 30 30 and it was just it was gorgeous it had an inch of dust on it but it was gorgeous and he's like yeah i think my grandfather bought it and forgot he owned it because huh. his uh hunting jacket jacket was Like hung on it, put it in the closet, again in the corner, hung his uh, hunting jacket over the barrel so nobody could see it, right? Yeah. And it had been there since forever, right? Huh. And uh, he's like, yeah, I, you know, grandpa's died, dad just died, it's mine now. And I was looking at it and I can't see down the bore. But it's weird because we don't think it was ever shot more than once or twice. Well, yeah, sure, I'll look at it, no problem They brought it over, and uh, it was just packed with, like, the old, uh, like when spiders lay their eggs, those sacks, the old ones. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, wow. It was,
0: like, one generation on top of another on top of another, you know, <laughs> over and over and yeah. over for about eight inches of the barrel. Wow. Yeah. Poked that thing out, cleaned it, good as new. It's like, wow, did you think that hurt the barrel? I said, no, it's pretty much spider silk. It was, you know, uh, it was like having a pillow inside your barrel. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's crazy.
0: And that thing, he um, he offered it to sell it to me, but uh, it was a Winchester and not a Remington. Mm. And the Winchester Action on that particular model is not very smooth it's, mm. kind of, it's it'll last forever you shoot a million rounds with the action right yeah but it's just not as smooth it's kind of i don't want to say clunky but you can feel every little part moving
2: mm, yeah, yeah
0: and a remington of that same era is like um cooking oil on glass you know
1: that's cool Yeah, I know they're. Yeah, they're, it's fun. Fun to be able to shoot guns out here again. Yeah,
0: I'm looking for a couple of lever guns right now, but are you? It's yeah. the older original, one, you know, yeah. from the late 1800s, real ones from the 1800s.
1: Huh, the original assault rifle.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> in
1: fact.
0: Yep. And people are like, "Oh, you know, this, that, and the other about guns nowadays. Oh, people Lock don't rifle. need this, or people don't need that." We've always had that. It just looks different now.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: In fact, the first assault rifle, if you can call it that, was a two-fed lever action gun that the Army didn't even have. They didn't buy it. Mm. Really? Yeah. Um, The original Henry, uh, maybe a couple of, you could have it, but the Army didn't buy it. If you were a soldier, you bought it yourself with your paycheck. Wow. Um the army thought that the people would, their, the soldiers were stupid and they would waste too much ammo. Hmm. And, uh, cause then back then marksmanship over volume. Now it's volume over marksmanship. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That started in world war one, uh, if not before, but certainly in world war one. Mm. -hmm. But I'm looking for 1886 and, uh, well, actually, I guess three of them. I want a uh, 73, an 86, and a 94.
2: Hmm.
0: But the That'd 86s cool. are far superior, in my opinion, than the 94. But hmm. They needed a carbine length rifle, and the 94s lent itself to that a little bit better. They thought back yeah. then.
2: Hmm.
0: But if you shoot yeah. one. In the same caliber, an 86 and a 94 blindfolded, you would know the difference. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Huh. I've got a <clears> – <throat> it's a new manufacturer but built the exact same way as the old ones. I have an 86 in three fifty seven Magnum. Oh, mm-hmm. my Lord. It's one of my favorite guns.
1: Huh. Oh, guns are so fun, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I do. Oh, I like guns. It's – well, when you you can't shoot him very much, you get you just you know you just keep him locked up in the gun safe. But now that we went out there and I was just gonna, I just wanted to go up there and see where he was shooting. I was like, okay, so I brought the gun up and I was like, I just want to make sure you know nobody's out in the field and see where his targets were. I mean, I'm, obviously it's my responsibility if my kids are shooting, so I just said, okay, just let me see what your plan is. And um, and so we we're up there and he shot a couple. I said, oh, let me try shooting a few, and I started. I was like, oh man, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I remember this and so I'm like oh great now I'm going to be you get you get on a tear well at least I find I do I'll get really into any one of my interests and it'll it'll be bicycles for a while and then I'm like okay that's where all the funds go to and then motorbikes and and then sometimes it's it's guns and I really I I need another gun safe before I can buy another single gun like I've got them very particularly arranged and it's this one has to go in first and you got to lean this one this way and I can't buy more guns and have a place to put them. So, I don't know. And then gun safes are just so expensive. That's the part that pisses me off. It's like, okay, you know, got an extra couple hundred bucks. I want to buy another cheap little 22 or something. Well, now you got to buy a gun safe for it. And that's going to be like 10 times the price of the gun you just bought. It's just, man, it's outrageous.
0: And I know a little bit, a little bit about uh, the science of fire protection. And theft deterrent protection, stuff like that. And gun safes. Safes in general for the residential market, but gun safes in particular are so overpriced and overspecked. Oh my mm. God, they lie to you through through their smiling little teeth. And it doesn't matter what brand it is. Mm. Like, oh, it's this, right? Whatever. Whatever their spec yeah. is. I know they're lying and then they're going to tell you, oh yeah, you know, it's two and a half hours of, um, fire protection, yeah. uh, maybe in yeah. a perfect world and that's protection against <clears throat> direct contact with the flame that has nothing to mm-hmm. do with heat damage. If you had yeah. a safe, full of stuff in a fire for two and a half hours, it's an oven. Yeah, they exactly. are literally <laughs> yeah. baking the stuff inside.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a no. big pile of just resin and melted, you know, stalks and, yeah, discolored uh, yeah. steel tubes. And I, yeah, and, my, go ahead. No, the, the only reason I want a safe, like, honestly, theft, whatever, I, I mean, I don't know, it, it is, I guess, a heavy, heavy thing that's hard to open could would actually make a difference. But the number one, I'd say the only reason I ever bothered to put guns in a safe is just cause kids, right? Oh, yeah. And now they're, they're better except my youngest. I mean, he's still like, he carries around his little pellet gun all the time. And, uh, I still find them like he'll, he'll just leave it out and I'll go check it. And it's fully cocked with it, ready to go. Just laying on the table outside. I'm like. Oh. I know it's just a pellet gun, but if this thing popped into my leg, it would really hurt to pull this little pellet out. And it will stick in there. I know for a fact they stick inside of you. <laughs> um, but, and then even, like, he's, my youngest is so Snoopy. Like, he goes through everything of mine. Everything. What's this? I'm like, where did you get that? I was in your closet. Why are you in my closet? <laughs> you know, like, I've got an automatic knife, which, you know, apparently you're not allowed to own or something. I may or may not. But, uh. Look at this. <laughs> the spring's so powerful. It just jumps right out of your hand. I'm like, Foster, you're not allowed to go through all my stuff. And so that's the big reason why I need to have a, a gun safe.
0: Yeah, I have two. I, and they're full, but.
1: How big are yours? 400 uh. guns each?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <clears throat> so I got ones like maybe 12 inches. Cute, like inside, you know, like not much. I, I think oh, they call mine like a twelve gun safe.
0: One that's uh, five and a half feet tall, but it's three feet square. Oh wow! And then one that's a little over six feet tall, and it's a little wide, like thirty-nine or forty inches.
1: Uh, oh wow!
0: Wide and forty inches deep, something like that, right? And
1: how how the heck do you even move something like that?
0: Very carefully, and in little bitty increments. Uh, yeah the red one, the uh, Liberty <laughs> safe. um we were able to slide that around on a carpeted floor at my old house mm. here it's not on a carpeted floor and and it's the lighter of the two and you can't move it. You put the mm. gray one on it uh, you know you' are you're hosed by uh, but what I did was just um oh well, I had to go buy a Johnson bar to be able to just inch it by myself yeah, so wow uh and then those uh 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 furniture moving things
2: oh yeah a little dolly yeah
0: what oh god the polyethylene uh, they're made from i have some that are like industrial they're uh, half inch thick and they're about 6 inches round uh they're made for moving big pieces of machinery and those wouldn't do it i think it has oh, wow. more to do with the texture of the floor down there
2: oh okay yeah
0: but cuz it's one of those uh laminate wood floor and i can't stand laminate wood floors but that it was in the house when i got here so and yeah. it's the basement yeah who cares
2: hmm. yeah
0: Anyway, yeah, but I couldn't move That's- them. Now, I'm going to have to move them again when I get my office down there, but I have a plan. Hmm. Uh, I now have a a portable electric winch. Yeah, I got one of those too. Or, you know, two tons. Uh, okay. And I've what got brand two you- Johnson bars, one lightweight aluminum and one big steel 80-pound thing, Yeah, however much they weigh. So I, I don't. I'm not worried about moving them again. But
1: uh, so your um your winch. What, what brand did you get?
0: I don't know. It's Chineseum, but or oh, Taiwaneseum.
1: yeah mm-hmm. uh, yep.
0: But it's meant to be portable. It's not something that you. Uh, like. Oh, it's meant for the front of your ATV, but I'm going to use it portable. You no, know, it's actually yeah, yeah. A, meant to be portable. Yeah, um, it comes with all kinds of shackles or attaching doohickeys. Yeah, but what I what I'll do is uh, right next to the wall, I will pull the baseboard, put a stud in the concrete, mm-hmm. use that as my anchor point. To move yeah. whatever I need to move, pull the stud, and then put the baseboard back. No one will ever that's be the wiser.
1: Plan. Yeah, that's a good plan. Um, I bought one of those, and mine's like a little cordless so it's battery-powered. Mm-hmm. And uh, just because we had like to move my son's truck onto a trailer, garden tractors that don't run. Like I sound like a real redneck hillbilly because I kind of am. Um, and so I had to buy this winch so I could just pull up all these vehicles and it, w- it just works so good it's got a 45 foot lead it's not fast but on one battery charge I pulled my son's half-ton chevy onto a trailer and two tractors garden tractors that wouldn't make it up the that wouldn't power themselves up the ramp and that so that's pretty good you know like it's not like you're going to use this and do get a start a recovery business but if, if you want to be able to load and unload and I used it to unload too so I just kind of parked on a hill and then I just hook it up and just slowly let the winch out and it dropped down. So yeah, it's one of those things where I've thought about them for a long time and just never done it. But then I had a gift certificate for princess auto and they had one that was cordless. I'm like, shoot, may as well. And the nice thing too, is it's got a really nice, uh, long, like I think a 10, 20 foot remote control. So you can set everything up and then you can get yourself out of the line of action and it's got synthetic cord. So that's nice, yeah, my but it's only, th- a only a thousand pound
0: bought a 14,000 pound. Uh, what is it? The Harbor freight winch that everybody raves about. Oh, okay. It's synthetic cord. And it's still brand new in the box. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I bought it planning for the eventual truck purchase. And then, yeah. uh, now I'm not going to put it on the truck. I think I'm going to make it where I can put it into any hitch receiver.
1: Yeah, that seems to be a pretty good way to go.
0: Yeah, I'm going to mount a, hint, blah, a hitch receiver on the front of the tractor. Mm, yeah. Because uh, the farm truck has gotten stuck a couple times. It's only two-wheel drive. Mm. but Yeah. Whatever. It's a farm truck.
1: Yeah. And you can also, if you ever have a, like a flat deck trailer, you can put a receiver on the front of that. You can. Oh, yeah. I've always thought, man, I would love to. I almost bought a trailer, a flat deck, at an auction once. And I'm. I should have, it went for a hundred bucks and I think it was like a 20 footer and it had a winch on it and it was like a car hauler, right? It had the little ramps that fold up and I was like, ah, I don't need it. And really I didn't, it'd be something I would bought and just left out here at my dad's place. Cause at that time we lived in town, but I always keep thinking, oh, maybe I'll find that maybe I'll find another hundred dollar good quality. Like it was a nice, it was in good condition. It's just, there's a bunch of stuff going on at the auction and nobody was around this and they started it at like a 4 grand or something and down 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 and then $50 nobody wanted for 50 and then one guy goes fine I'll take it for 50 and one guy goes oh 75 and then in up getting it for 100 bucks it went for but
0: I love going I to thought, auctions and seeing the face of an auctioneer that does crap like that yeah you know they, it, it's I don't want to say a piece of used junk but I'm going to use that as an example he used junk. 5,000, yeah. starting off. Uh, yeah, the, you can't find <laughs> these things. Blah, blah, blah. It's the best thing in the world. And everybody's looking at him like, retard.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then he
0: sells it for four bucks. And you're like, really?
1: <laughs> he tried, right? He tried.
0: I just want to throw that, the, the four bucks at his feet, you know, yeah. instead of being a jerk. But, that's you know, right. he's got to try. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's right.
0: I mean, if I was an auctioneer, I don't know what I'd do. Probably the same thing. Eventually, yeah. you'd get there. Well,
1: because then you, you got you can tell your client say, "Hey, I tried to get five grand for it, but <laughs> they only wanted only wanted to pay four dollars."
0: Eventually, you'll <laughs> run into that one, um, mope that'll pay. You know, two thousand yeah. dollars for something he can go right down the street buy brand new in the store for nine hundred dollars, right? Yeah, and that'll get in your head that oh my god, I can't believe he paid for that that yeah. much for that item what about this other thing yeah no. yeah
1: yeah. so as a uh, princess auto yesterday picking up some steel i'm gonna put a little shelf in the bottom of my workbench that i made and so i picked up some just inch and a half square tubing and uh i paid for it And i come out and this guy comes out in the parking lot i say excuse me i'm like yeah he's like hey uh he goes i just saw you buying that steel there he's like have you ever heard of federal metals i'm like yeah I, I heard of them. I said, look a company I worked with used to get stuff from there. He's like, cause man, I tell you, if you're willing to buy a 10 foot stick, you can save so much money. And I was like, I know he goes, this place is outrageously priced for their steel. I'm like, oh yeah, I agree. I said, uh, I said, they sponsor my YouTube channel. So they just give me all these gift cards I have to use up anyways. He goes, oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. But he was saying that, uh, so I got this, uh, inch and a half. I don't know how it is, but, um. Square tubing and eight foot stick of it is 75 bucks, which is not cheap, right? And he bought two inch tubing It's a little thicker than this. He got a couple weeks ago and he bought 12 feet of it for 27 bucks. I'm like, oh man, that's a big, but I, I'm glad he told me cause I'm, I never thought about it and. There's a lot of steel that print, they just got some basic stuff. You could weld up a little shelf or something. Right. And it's great for me because I've got to do sponsored content and I need a shelf or I need these rolling carts or whatever. So I'm not complaining, but for other projects, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm glad that guy reminded me. Cause a princess auto doesn't sell that stuff. And B it's outrageously priced compared to other places. But I just thought that was funny. Guy's so concerned. Came chasing me out of the parking lot, <laughs> You're wasting your money. Nice guy. Concerned citizen, but
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, that's actually kind of nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. And he was a real friendly guy, like, real nice guy. He was a you could tell he's an office worker by the way he dressed, but you could also tell that he's probably uh, maybe one of those guys that eventually got up there because he worked hard with his hands and got promoted. But he's a cool guy. You know <clears throat> so, we got the what's that?
0: Um. You know, you've been in a job, right, where you have to wear, like, a uniform, whether it's a company's shirt or whatever. And yeah. I've been in a job where I had to wear a uniform every day <laughs> in yeah. the military. And then I, I think of a suit as a uniform.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, now my wife and I joke because depending on where I go, I pick what I'm going to wear that day as a uniform for that task <laughs> yeah right? they call it my uniform yeah. of the day like if i'm yeah. gonna go to the uh the tractor parts store right um i'm not gonna wear my you know izod polo and nice jeans no i'm gonna wear my work pants i'm gonna get a dirty shirt out of the hamper
2: because mm-hmm.
0: that's what they expect people to look like and they treat yeah. you differently yeah. They treat you, you with go more respect. And this is something about human nature that really annoys me, but it is what it is. There's nothing nothing we can do to change it. Yeah. If they have a preconceived notion of what a person's supposed to look like at a, you know, whether it's at the public library or at an auto parts store, if you go in looking differently than their expectation, you get treated differently. Yeah. And with less respect. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it. It's happened to me. I've probably done it unconsciously. Um Whatever you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: At, that's why uh, I've made sure that people knew me ahead of time. If I was going to stop at the Harley store on my way home from work when I worked in DC, and I'm going in there in a suit. Yeah. yeah. You know. So they, but they knew me.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: I still so got. Go to- <clears> uh, I still <throat> caught a rash of You know what? When you go in there in a suit, they're like, "Ah, look at this." You know, blank yeah, e-blank yeah, e-blank yeah. E-blank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Yeah, where are you coming Shout from? Out. Your mom's yeah. house.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What? Yeah.
0: Okay. But so yeah. It, it's just weird. And i just yeah. wonder how many other people do that.
1: Oh yeah. You know, like uh Yeah, no, know it's it's funny. You know what you know drives will What kind of yeah, outfits like so generally now i'm in shorts and stuff but then if i <clears throat> if i gotta go somewhere uh and i can take my motorbike i'm not gonna ride my motorbike in shorts and i put jeans on and so it's just a pain like having to change the middle of the day but um with all the rodeos coming through and this is like rodeo season this weekend is a strathmore rodeo and one thing and i, I know I shouldn't it shouldn't bug me but it drives me nuts how <laughs> all these city slickers dress up and they spend a lot of me for like I okay buy a cowboy hat and stick it on sure cool great but these city slickers will go out and buy like brand new wranglers brand new cowboy shirt they'll buy these big belt buckles and they don't understand that you know a real cowboy if he has a belt buckle on it was a prize it was a trophy from something he did yeah, not something that he bought and they get these cowboy boots and they come out i just it shouldn't bug me. Cause whatever, like that's just a stupid thing to let bother you. But it really bugs me. <laughs> like, st- take that off. Take that. Or the worst is when you see them wearing the cowboy hat on backwards. <laughs> I'm like, wow, oh, you know, I'm going to claim cultural appropriation on that one. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, so the Pope came here, right? The Pope came to It was on Sunday <clears throat> and, uh, just flew into Edmonton. So, you know, like a couple hours from here. And the natives asked him to come, uh, some of the Indian reserves. And, um, so Justin Trudeau there. Have you seen his haircut? (laughs) You got a new haircut. He looks exactly like, um, oh, Jim Carrey and dumb and dumber. Not joking. You just Google Justin Trudeau's new haircut. And the next image that will come up will be Jim Carrey and dumb and dumber. But, um, the pulp, there's a picture of the pulp with a full on Indian headdress on. I'm like, how is that not cultural appropriation, <laughs> right? Like, uh, how's the woke not freaking out on that? And then he apologized for. <clears throat> you may, may not have heard, but they they had uh, what they call them the schools. The Catholics did basically took all the all the Indian kids off the re- reservation and put them into uh, their own schools. What do they call them? Res- residential schools, and apparently they're abused and mistreated and this and that and. and you know, they found a bunch of human remains in B.C., and without any uh, absolute concrete evidence, they claimed that it was a bunch of bodies of children. And there's no way to prove that. They, they don't even know. They're not even digging it up. And they're saying that the, these kids were massacred, right? And this is like, no forensics have been done, nothing. They don't even know if they're adult bones or children's bones. there are bones.
0: so many w- other explanations that are yeah. far more <clears throat> likely, but they just went to that conclusion and opened up the, the freaking taxpayer wallet. Yep,
1: and the government apologizes. Like to get the pope to Alberta cost 50 million dollars and the province is paying for it. I'm like, okay, the Catholic Church has more money than any country on the planet. Why doesn't he pay for his own travel? Why are we paying for all these pedophiles to fly here? You know what I mean? Like you see all these guys in these robes getting off this huge airplane. And I'm like, that is, I told my kids, I said, that is just a big league of just disgusting human beings. And I, I'm sorry. Like I know a lot of Catholic people and they're great people, but man, the, it is not cool. Like, the, oh, you, you know what? I, I like, I would never ever leave my kid with a Catholic father, a priest or whatever. I mean, it's not right. It is not right. It is right for a man to get married and have relations with his wife. For you to say that it's better not to, okay, of course they're pedophiles. That's only people they have access to, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I am, I am anti-Catholic church. It bothers me so much. And the thing that really ticks me off is Christians will be like, oh, but some Catholics are Christians. I said, no, you can't be a Catholic and a Christian. They are two completely different fundamental beliefs. The Catholics believe that you have to pray and have to be intervened on by the father and that you can't talk directly to God and, they, and it, like, the, the fundamental beliefs. There's no way now you could be uh, go to a Catholic church and be a Christian, but you don't believe the fundamental truths of the Catholic religion. You know, it just bugs me. Anyways, speaking of
0: costumes. Hey, well, you know. I'm pretty sure I would let the Pope slide for putting on a headdress Yep. when there's probably some evidence somewhere in the past that um, an Indian would have taken the Pope's hat and a pretty good layer of skin. You know. Yep. It's not quite eye for an eye, but hey, hat for a hat.
1: There you go, yeah.
0: But, you know, I, I am... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh I'm anti-catholic religion right yeah you know uh, somebody said a long time ago you know as far as they're concerned the uh the pope being the gu- being god's um telephone answering service as it were mm-hmm. he can just wear his butt for a hat for all he was concerned' because – that ain't true there's nothing mm-hmm. in you know that we can put our hands on uh that says that except mm-hmm. you know oh yeah yeah god told me you can only talk through me really did he
2: yeah you know
0: were you looking the same mm-hmm. poisonous frog as john smith
1: yeah yeah um well and the thing that they have to do things for their sins, right? Like, okay, say, say seven Hail Marys and this and this. And it's like, okay, Jesus dying on the cross was the atonement for your sin. There is not a single thing you can do to make up for what you've done wrong. The only person that can do that already has done that. And you just have to accept it. And that's the Christian religion that does not align with Catholicism. And people are like, oh, Catholics can be Christians, and well, no, they can't. They can't be a, they can't truly believe in Catholicism and truly believe in Christianity. They're different.
0: Well, no, the, what's the root of Christianity? Christ. Yeah. Therein lies the speed bump, the problem for Catholics. <clears throat> you know, they don't believe the same thing about Christ as we do. Yeah. So, dissent.
2: Yeah. 100%. You know,
0: I'm. I'm i'm not i'm anti i don't believe in the catholic religion i don't think that's the right one i don't believe in islam but i am so anti-islam it's not even funny um you know whatever yeah there are some christian churches i'm against too so oh me too um
1: (sighs) I'd say majority of them I don't I don't like. I th- I think the biggest reason that people don't like Christians is because of Christians. Oh, and God, I don't yeah. like a lot of them either. You know,
0: because they're not they 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 put on a name tag that says I'm Christian, and but they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. They go to church on Sunday or Wednesday night, and then they say I'm going to have No, you're not. Dorm- yeah,
1: and 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 so many churches now too they they're afraid of definitive truth. It's like no there are cases where it's like this is the right and there's only this like right and wrong uh homosexuality is one right so many churches are like oh we can't go down we can't say it. well you know what this is this is the stance it is wrong it is a sin but jesus said jesus hated the sin but loved the sinner right so you know i like the, the church we go to i like their stance they say you know what we you you can't judge people but If somebody is living in sin, they are living in sin and full stop. Like that, that's how it is. And it's not like, you know, so many people get into this argument, like, well, well, why is that a sin? Well, because it's, we, there has to be a, a one foundation, right? And that's the Bible. It's the oldest book to ever exist. And it gives us the blueprints that we should live our life by. And, um, but it's like, okay, so if somebody's living in sin, that doesn't mean you Treat them bad. You don't judge. You don't. You know, for homosexuality, you can't. You don't. You're not mean to me. Like, oh, you sick faggot. Blah, 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 blah. That's the wrong attitude, right? Oh,
0: absolutely. You can't be.
1: The attitude is, yeah. You're. You, what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. But man, I, I care about you, I, and because I care about you, I want you to to realize that this is not healthy for you. This is going to end very, very bad. You know. And so that's the approach. And it's so. So many churches are like, oh, we're just not going to say it's wrong because that's offensive. Well, it is wrong. And yes, it is offensive. I'm sorry. The truth hurts sometimes. You know, to do the right thing sometimes is very difficult, uncomfortable, and painful for some people. Other words, what is it going to be? Willy-nilly, whatever you feel like, because that's a bad, bad road to go down. Because what if I feel like doing something that's going to hurt somebody else? By what standard? By what uh, moral? what, What can you tell me based on this? willy nilliness that that what I'm doing is wrong because if it's everybody's choice, then you can't tell me that we have to have a definitive right and wrong. And that's where so many people like, Oh, I don't like religions because of this. And it's like, well, dude, it's, you know, it's kind of whatever we feel like, Oh, you want to let's play this out a little bit. Let's see how, whatever feels like. And then by what measurement are you telling me I'm doing is wrong? Their argument just falls apart. It's like, Oh yeah, I guess. Society would be ridiculous if it was entirely like that. And people don't realize that the Western culture is built on Christian values. It's based on a, a moral code of right and wrong. And they don't want that now, right? They're just like, oh no, you can't tell me. It's my truth. My truth. It's like, well, this beautiful land, this great opportunity, this technologically advanced age and uh, an age of incredible wealth. This is because of the right and wrong that people chose to acknowledge and live by. So your truth ain't gonna get you far if you just. We lived an entire world according to everybody's truth, man. We would be screwed in very short order.
0: Oh, well, I think that's where we're at, or yeah, almost yeah it is. there. Because, like you're saying, people, it's it's very difficult. And I think it was meant to be difficult, um, but you got to do it. You have to understand, it's not up to us to judge. I'm not going to judge you. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, what I'm famous for saying is, you do you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be out in the street, though. That's where Mm -hmm. I have the problem with these things. You know, personally, if you're a homosexual, you're going to hell, there's nothing you can do about it. As long as you continue that behavior, why do you have to rub it in everybody's face?
2: Yeah, I know.
0: I don't rub my heterosexuality in other people's face. It's none yeah. of nobody's business.
1: And even more so, if you had a straight parade, you would get shut down. It would be a hate crime. And I don't understand. You had understand straight pride. That. Yeah, I know. It's like, hey, I'm, there's a whole parade of people that are heterosexual and say this is our straight pride parade. He, it literally, they, the police would shut you down and people who organized it would get charged with hate crimes. Yeah. 100%. And, and it's the exact same damn thing.
0: And you just reminded me of a real life example of that very thing, um, of that kind of thing. You know, this you know, the United States Supreme Court just overturned Roe v. Wade. And it's caused yeah. all kinds of pro-life, pro-choice yeah. hoopla.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, one of the pro choice people, one of the big pro choice voices, right? And she's famous. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say her name, but she's famous and very loud pro choice <clears throat> voice. You can't tell us what to do with our body. Bah, 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 bah. Well, she just had a friend um, injured in a car accident. Drunk driver caused a car mm-hmm. accident, you know, second car. Plowed right into her pregnant friend, who lost the baby. Mm. Guess who is now saying we need to charge them with murder on that baby? Really? Wait, wait a minute. You you <laughs> aren't allowed to say that.
1: Okay, name the name. I want to know who this is.
0: I honestly don't know her name because I don't care okay. about her. Um, yeah. But she's all over like MSNBC and uh, mm. all the you know the ultra left wing. Voices.
1: Yeah. Um, That's so crazy. She actually says that. Yes.
0: She is. And then how. And it's here in my home state.
1: And like, I guess you must just be too stupid to realize the contradiction.
0: And uh, she she came from, she stopped in Nashville on her way from L.A. to D.C. uh, to do her news show or whatever she does. Mm Mm-hmm. She stopped in Nashville just to go to the, um, like courthouse steps, and ah, we need a murder, and You're wow. not allowed to say that. Yeah. You're the last person. Yeah. Just saying. Exactly. Oh, and the funny thing is, her friend is mm-hmm. pro-life. Hmm. It's weird, but yeah, whatever. I whatever, but those mm-hmm. people, and that example is what. Uh, it's the most transparent example that they're full of poop. Yeah. Um, I want everything my way. Yeah. There's no, there's no equality. Yeah. They want the script flipped. That's all they want, Mm -hmm. but they can't say that. Yeah. And another example that my wife and I talk about all the time and I'm, I'm surprised at first that she was on my side, but she really is. Um, because it's logical women's rights equality Mm -hmm. you not equal we're not equal to you either just saying Mm -hmm. yeah it's not a good thing and it's not a bad thing it's just a thing it's nature biology Mm -hmm. right
1: it's creation yeah
0: and you get these women that just cry equality we are equal treat us as And then the, in the next breath, um, yeah, you're gonna have to reduce the um, the requirements for this job because we can't do that. Yeah, thought you were equal, stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's
0: what the job requires. We can't lower it. You have to yeah. be able to lift 150 pounds a 1, thousand times a day. Yeah. On this job, or you have to do this, or you have to do that, or get a different job. Yeah. You know meathead that can lift that much his fingers look like sausages he can't thread a needle we're not equal exactly we're not meant yeah. to be and i'm not saying yeah. men can't sew I, I i sewed for years on my own uniforms because uh, yeah. i oh my god they want so much money for it we didn't make that much money so you learn to sew yourself right
1: yeah i like sewing
0: mm-hmm. um it is so hard and i have so much respect for Me, seamstress yeah. real seamstress or a tailor yeah oh my god oh, oh i know are like so steph makes
1: talented. Steph makes almost all of her own clothes like she is so good i mean she's got all the machines too right like her sewing room had four machines in it but like she uh, she makes uh t-shirts just boom and then like i, I saw this uh with boxers with the i forget what brand they are but they got this ballpark pouch which is like a little yeah. compartment for, for the boys down there And it keeps them from flopping around and so she makes so she makes all my boxers now and they're the most comfortable underwear i've ever owned in my entire life and that's like eventually once all my other ones are worn out that's gonna be the only thing i wear is homemade boxers and she whips them up in like 10 minutes boom boom done right and then uh oh man she's so good and then i tried doing something like a little a little bag they call it a feed bag but you can put you know kind of velcros to your handlebar and then you can put a water bottle in it or i put like bear spray in it or anyways a simple tube right out of really nice rigid non-flexible fabric man that takes me so long it takes me hours and hours and i'm fretting and eventually i get it and i'm happy with the result but man i could have made two knives in the time i made that bag <laughs> and stuff if she was doing it she would literally have it done in like five minutes when she sews her machine is at full RPMs, was like Whoo-vee! When I saw him like, ding, 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 ding. Whoa, whoa, back up, back up. Yeah, I know it is an incredible, and you know, what's interesting, uh, uh, any skill that I have other than the measuring, even that is different. It's different in measuring and marking on fabric. I don't have any skills that transfers to that, to sewing and making things in, in fabric textiles it drives me nuts, but yeah, no, Am it's, I it's. Yeah, that's right. I make non-fitted bed sheets.
0: Oh, no, you're uh, like your leather sheath.
1: Oh, that's different than fabric again, too.
0: Well, I'm just saying, you know, it's close.
1: Yeah, it is, yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it may not be in the same ballpark, but it's in the same part of the city.
1: Yeah, you're right, 100%. It's nice because leather's not as thin, and leather's a little bit of, I see, it's almost more like wood than fabric you know like it's and a little it bit more
0: science to it like yeah. baking you know you do this then you do that then you do this then you do that yeah. a true seamstress it's an art yeah you know there's, there's yeah, certain 100%. um thread patterns and stitches you have to use or should use in certain situations but oh my god there's hundreds of different
1: oh yeah yeah And the way you finish it off, like, you know, you just look at any garment you own, flip it on the, you know, look at a seam and then flip on the inside of it and see how that pattern's put in, right? Well, that's a totally different machine. Like Steph has all the machines. So she can make like blue jeans and any stitch you can see on on clothing, she has a machine to do it. But knowing which one's best for this, because like, oh yeah, this one has more flex. So if you're using a flexible fabric, you want this. Or it's just kind of, it's crazy, you know?
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, if we, if. I drop off is because I lost power. Uh, oh, okay. The we're we're having it's either been raining or hundred degrees, one of the two, nothing oh, wow. in between. Yeah. All week, right now we have a thunderstorm and thunder just almost moved my house.
1: Oh wow. <laughs> Wait, well, I should actually probably get get to work here, but um. I do You know, keep
0: going. It's just if if you lose me, that's why.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I gotta I gotta get cruising here. We got a lot. To, to do this weekend but um we have uh, I'm glad one thing uh, this seems to work hey oh, like yeah. uh great yeah I'm really like interested we've...
0: in that system you were telling me about that beamed the internet because internet doesn't work well in metal buildings Ugh. yeah and yeah, I have to find a way to get um internet out to my shop simply because I had that I only have wi-fi calling here at the house oh yeah and, uh, yeah so i need it out there and uh yeah, i'll take a picture of it and text it to you all right and uh because in september i'm gonna start working the shop putting the walls yep. in and or the interior walls i have priced right. plywood and i've priced you know real wall sheathing and i priced mm-hmm. 10 and What's it's cheaper and then and then price you know wall sheathing plywood and then Right now, the wall 10 is just out of my price range.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, really? Yeah. Two years ago, I could find it used on the side of the road or a new pallet of it on the side of the road. yeah, you know, Free. Get it out of my yard. And now you can't find it. And if you do, it's ugly expensive.
2: That's cra- huh? That's crazy. And
0: uh, guess where? <laughs> the only place that had what I need in stock, which is 11 foot, exactly 12 but i have to cut off a foot the only place that had it in stock ready to ship probably about an hour away from you
1: oh really what's it called
0: i can't remember it, it's just a uh metal building supplier like pole barn yeah, a yeah. supply place um
1: not can for you know they
0: now. uh source the material they have it they have a lot of buying power oh, okay. and uh It's an offshoot of an Amish place in Minnesota. If you read the About Me, that's what it is. But anyway. Huh. um, So, yeah, yeah, September when it cools down a little, I hit that hard, and I can't wait.
1: Yeah. Because I'm on, like, three weeks of setting up the shop, and it's... It's still like, I don't have my milling machine set up yet and I, you know, I was going to build like a nice big heavy duty cart for it and blah, blah, blah. Even my lathe, I'm just gonna, I am just going to i think it'll be a couple months before I can even get my lathe in here and I just have to have that be good enough. And so I need my milling machine cause that's something I use all the time. And I'm like, I'm just going to have to put it on a workbench, a workbench, bolt it down and then move it when I'm ready, you know, like, but you know, it's crazy. At least you got the forklift. Yeah, that's handy. The only one bummer is where I want my machine. It's under the mezzanine, and the forklift is about literally an eighth of an inch too tall. The patient should just drain the tires. Well, luckily,
0: <laughs> instead of the forklift, you have um, little teenage forklifts.
1: That's true. And yeah, that we're way. gonna lift that. Yeah, we're gonna lift that up there. They're golfing right now, but <laughs> um, yeah. And so, so yeah, it beams it, and because my the reason my dad put it in is because he's got this solar panel like this whole solar array on the shop and if it sends reports so you can always just check on it live and see exactly how much you're producing and he didn't have internet out here he had it at the house so he he sent it just to send that signal from the solar panel to yeah so basically he had internet so it was hooked up out here and he says oh all you do is just buy a cheap wireless router plug it in and then plug the solar panel into that and then you're good. And I literally went and did that and boom, it just works. 50 bucks for a router and I'm having shot and it's fast internet out here now. And like just being able to stream music, I did it all the time. And when I can't, you you realize, so it's like, I'll, I'll download a bunch of my favorite songs and like make playlists again. How weird is that? And then I play it from my phone. But it's different. I like I like you know you find a different station on the internet and you play it and it's it's a little more random you know but yeah I'll send you a picture. It works really good. I can tell I got an echo in in the shop.
0: Not as bad as you think. No, oh, no not here. Um, it's not as bad. Yeah. But, um,
1: Just because of our mics, it kind of helps out a bit. But I can when I'm talking, I can hear it.
0: Yeah. When. Uh, yeah. I don't know the right word. It, you're not as, I don't want to say flat, but you can tell you're not in a insulated room anymore. Yeah. Know, I think I was too flat material. before. But it's not bad yeah. at all. Um, yeah. Now, granted I'm half deaf, but anyway.
1: Sorry, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, You know what I was thinking? I think it was too flat in there. Like, I wonder if it's too flat, you know?
0: And you know, funny you should mention that. Um, rogan uh a while back had talked about that with his new his oh, new gigs really? yep. versus his old one and hmm. he's like i can't decide one of them sounds too flat if he goes back and listens it's like a clip yeah um he's like, i can't decide And the hmm. his cohort that runs his board and all he's like it was the old, had to have been the old one we have too much shiny uh-huh. stuff in the new one
1: yeah yeah, yeah. that's crazy uh, yeah, I saw this thing. Uh, I think it's a university. It's in Minnesota or something like that. They've created, they call it the quietest room on earth. And if, if you look it up, there's like YouTube videos on it. It's kind of interesting. And basically like those uh, pyramid type shapes.
0: I bet it's not as quiet uh, as that room in uh, the CIA building.
1: Yeah, maybe not. But like these pyramids, like they're on the walls, but they'll go back like 10 feet or something. And they've done tests. They'll lock somebody in there to see who can stay in the longest. And I think the longest anybody's ever been able to stay in there without asking to come out was like 12 minutes or, or six minutes or something. I forget. But they say it's unbearably quiet. And when they close the door and leave you in there, there's nothing. No sound. You know, and they awesome. say it drives would be, people, I mean, oh, I don't know if I would like that.
0: <laughs> I've been in a sensory deprivation chamber. Yeah? I went to sleep. <laughs> and they're, right, no one does that. It's too uncomfortable. No one ain't. Mm-hmm.
1: I like it. I love it. <laughs> Can I have one? <laughs>
0: and uh, one of my, my uh, new man cave audiologist that wanted to do uh, surgery on my ear. Yeah, he had a, a, this machine that introduced white noise uh, both through your skeletal structure as well as um, your auditory sense. Wow. Basically, it does the same thing that room would do, just with, you know, noise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is great. He's <laughs> like, what? People hate this. <laughs> no, it's great. He's like, what do you mean? So once you once you started the white noise through my skeletal structure, my tinnitus stopped. And no one knows oh. how bad tinnitus will drive you crazy.
1: That's, that's crazy, oh.
0: eh? And you know what's bad about tinnitus?
1: Hmm.
0: Really? Other than it driving you crazy? They're now pronouncing it wrong. What are they saying? Oh, I don't even know if I can say how they're pronouncing. Tinnitus. I mean, no, it's tonight. Is jerk.
1: Tinnitus. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Huh. Crazy. Oh, one more thing. This weekend we got the running of the bulls in Strathmore, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> And so, so last year I got like last minute, they needed a volunteer and I got suckered into setting up the panels. And so it's kind of cool. Cause you're inside the corral that they're running around in. And, uh, like, like on the other side of the fence of the bulls, but, um, so we volunteered for it again this year, my boys and I, and the nice thing is you get free passes to the rodeo and chuck wagons. So it's worth a couple hundred bucks. Um, but we're going to do that and I'm going to slap a GoPro and just film. Uh, both nights, we're doing it Saturday and Sunday evening. And they'll, I think they usually do two or three rounds of bulls. And sometimes you get like a bunch of heroes, like guys will literally run right in front of a bull and try and punch it and then then just go sailing into the air. And then the one time that I helped last year was only one of the things it was all cowards, like as soon as a bull came close to somebody, they jumped up onto the panel and then we're supposed to tell them they're not supposed to be, we're supposed to tell them, say, get off the panel, you little coward, right? And there's guys there. I'm like, get off here. You idiot Like, mean, you want to be a hero. You, you try and run in front of the bulls in front of this crowd of people. And then you just jump on a fence. Just what a coward
0: front, kick him right off the thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're not allowed to, but we are <laughs> told to tell them. They said, you're not allowed to push anybody off. Uh, but you are told to say, get off the panels and get in with the bulls. And the announcer the whole time is like, get, I've been there guys. You guys are a bunch of chickens. It's like, I bet kindergartners would be more brave than you. And they're just a bunch of nincompoops, but. <laughs> Oh God. Yeah, I'm I'm putting a GoPro on, probably a head mount, and I'm just going to leave that way wherever, if whatever's happening, because all we do is we go set up the panels, so we do like a cross brace thing, and then we're supposed to sit on top of the panels that are the support panels, kind of like an outrigger coming out. Right. And so we have the best seats at, at that spot. It's like they go around the infield and it's like a big oval. So you'll be sitting there and oh, hopefully I can get some good stuff, some good footy. So that's uh, going to be a fun weekend.
0: You heard about the most recent goring in Yellowstone? No. You know, if a bison isn't the most unpredictable, violent animal on earth, um, it's close. You know, it's in the top 10. And I don't know Um, what it is with these tourists (laughs) and Buffalo that they just want to walk up. And take a picture like in his face. Or, or the new Tide Pod challenge is see how close you can get and slap him, you know, on the road. Really? You know how fast those things can spin around? Yeah. Faster than you can blink your eye. It's been that's funny. It's been on high speed camera, right? Yeah. um And I've seen them up there. Uh, and then, well, anyway, this new guy that got gored, people were like, ugh, they're, you know, do away with the butt. No, you're in his house. Yeah. I don't blame the shark when they bite a swimmer. Yeah. You know, you walked up to a buffalo, a bison, yeah. and slapped it on the yeah. butt. That's funny. Dude, they're so ignorant and violent. they walk up to your car and gore it,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: just saying. Yeah. I've been in a car that was head butted, but never really? gored. But and we weren't As, doing anything.
2: Uh, huh. and
0: we were actually trying to. But you know, the people behind you won't move. The people in front of you won't move. Yeah, You're yeah. Like, oh, great. Yeah. Here we go. He's coming to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Great. How am I going to explain this to Hertz? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um. So I photographed a wedding once in Saskatchewan, and this was. It was literally five miles from the U.S. border, and there's this natural grasslands. It's a national park or protected area. I don't know. But there's a herd of buffalo there. And the farm, the, this girl, her parents' farm was the last private property before this grasslands. And so they, of course, want to go out there. And it's beautiful. It's just like two track roads everywhere for miles and miles and miles. And they wanted to see if they could see some buffalo. And bison and so sure enough they saw him and uh so they got some pictures with them in the background but they were smart enough they said we can't get too close like they they always go out there they're always four by four out there and stuff he said if we get you know this is probably good and so we did something to get getting closer and closer and they didn't care at all and i was kind of scared but i was fine because it was the buffalo the bride and groom and then me and so you know i mean he was an undercover cop so i don't know if he could he could probably get out of bad situations better than i could but i thought at least she's in a long dress i'm sure i can run faster than her (laughs) you know and then the one picture she goes can we do a fun one i'm like yeah of course like let's do some fun pictures and so she tells her brother she goes go get the rifle (laughs) and so she has got a 30-06 behind the truck you know just like you would in saskatchewan just behind the back seat and she goes i want some pictures like i'm shooting a buffalo (laughs) And so I switched lenses and it was a bummer I couldn't share any of these photos because he's an undercover cop and, you know, protection all that crap. Um, But, man, like I'd kind of go a little bit, not fully lengthwise down the barrel. Like you could still see her dress and stuff, but kind of shooting along the way she was shooting. And, oh, man, there's some funny pictures, man. This girl in a wedding dress with a rifle shooting a buffalo in Saskatchewan. It's good times. But yeah, it was, it was wild. You know what?
0: i been to a, not a wedding, but a big ceremony, big celebration. Kind of on par with a wedding, but it wasn't a wedding.
2: Mm.
0: And the guy was an undercover cop, federal agent. And he said, you know, nobody takes, you know, this, I, the, and I'm standing there, and I knew some of her people, not his, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm like, her dad just happened to be leaning up against the same bar as I was. I'm like, why would he even do that? He's not in uniform. There's nothing here that says cop. Mm-hmm. Now everybody in the room knows. <laughs> if he just shut up, nobody would know, right, you know? Yeah, wait, why yeah. do they announce it? It yeah. just goes against the grain of what they're mm-hmm. trying to. And,
1: and generally, if you don't want to be in photographs, it's not super hard. I mean, obviously harder now than before. But somebody comes up and wants to take a picture, you could just turn your head yeah. and just be like, no, I don't, I don't want to be in pictures. And wait till that situation happens, you know, before you just go announce. it. And this one they had, I, they had to agree because I, you know, that's part of your. Well, you make your money as a photographer is you get some nice photographs and you put them on your website and people will be like, oh yeah, he is good at what he does. And the bummer is this was a really attractive couple. Like, I'm just going to say it like he was ripped. He was tall and she was very attractive. I'm like, man, this was been like, there's certain clients you get. And it's like, this is like my dream client because, and I did an engagement session with them and they're photogenic because some people are uglier than snot and you take a picture. I'm like, wow, they look really good. How is that that even possible? (laughs) And I'm, I'm telling you, there's been some, I've worked with some models and I meet them in real life. Like, you know, you meet them in the car, in the parking lot. And then we walk in, they're getting their makeup done and stuff. And the whole time I'm dreading it. I'm like, what on earth? How is she lying to me like this? And then you take one picture and it's like, what it's. It's totally weird, but it is totally true. Not for everybody. Some people look the same in pictures in real life, but I've seen, I've photographed some girls that are really, really not attractive. Like they don't look pretty. You take a photograph and it's like, wow, they look very good on a photo. It's weird. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah and I've then I've
0: seen a, uh, you know, that, how, what is her name? Um, Gazelle or whatever. Supermodel from back in the day. Yeah. I
2: don't saw know. her at an
0: airport. Didn't know it was her. Wouldn't it really? She hadn't had an entourage, right? And yeah. people going, Oh my God, it's ugly.
1: Uh-huh, ugly. That's funny.
0: Like, <laughs> ugh, you need a sandwich, girl. We can't <laughs> count right. your bones. They don't even cut you open for an autopsy. Good God. Yeah. Huh,
1: that's crazy. <sighs> right, right on. Well,.
0: There is not a fine line between anorexia and obesity. There's a big spectrum there, depending on your body type. You don't have to be, you know, 75 pounds, people.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Especially
0: when you're a six-foot-tall chick who's a supermodel. Yeah. Your bones weigh 75 pounds.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. I don't Yeah, that's not cool. Not cool at all. (laughs)
0: Now, on the other hand, I don't like these new commercials they have about body typing where women come in, all oh, shapes and sizes. Yeah, they sure do. It's great. You be you. I don't want to see a 300-pound woman in her underwear on my TV. <laughs> I know.
1: Or, uh, uh, shoot, what's that? Old Navy? They have obese mannequins, like plus-size mannequins. I'm like, come on. Oh, man. (laughs) Like literally. Uh, Oh, not cool, man. Like in swimsuit, two piece swimsuits and the mannequin has a big plastic belly. (laughs) Dude, this is not okay. I'm sorry. There's no, no. Body positive hurts. Eyeballs. Fat is gross that it done. Like don't flaunt it. Just accept it.
0: Oh, again, I will say, I don't want to see You know, obesity in its underwear. I don't want to see anorexia in its underwear. I don't want to see perfect in its underwear on my TV. I just don't.
1: Yeah, Um, I know. Yeah, There's no need
0: go look in the mirror. There are a lot of things that just don't belong publicly. You know, they belong in our society, not public.
1: Yep. Agreed, 100%.
0: And I've been there. You know, back when back in the day in what they call the day in nineteen ninety ish when uh ruffly shirts were all the rage for men.
1: Yeah. I wore one. Yeah,
0: yeah those are cool. I did too. And it didn't look ruffly good Henleys. on, on everybody. <laughs> you know, Brad Pitt can wear one, not Todd.
1: That's funny. <laughs> yeah, the trends, hey, and then acid wash jeans. Oh, I remember those. Oh, good days. Acid wash jeans Wuffled with... Waffle shirts. Uh, <laughs>
0: obsession for men. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. Man, I want to go back there. I want to go back. And and a butt cut. Everybody could have a nice butt cut, you know? Oh, God. Part your hair down the middle. It's a cool thing to do. Hey, okay, I think hey, I will. I had
0: my hair down the middle since from the time I was a little boy until a couple years ago when I was 48-ish.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and then the part kept getting farther back, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. So now I park <laughs> on the side. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to comb over. I'm just, you know, I'm f- in my 50s now, and you're going to lose your hair. It's just a fact yeah. of life.
1: Oh, you can tell me about and my, it.
0: And I want to shave it because it's just so much easier. My wife's like, you don't have a bald head. head. <laughs> you have an alien-shaped <laughs> head. No. <laughs> yeah, crap. Let's go in there anyway
2: yeah that's funny I
0: refuse to be Jean-Luc Picard I'm not having a horseshoe baldness not having.
2: yeah
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) right on well I'm glad we were able to get this one finished up hey no technical difficulties oh the one thing with the internet I was just thinking you gotta do you have a clear shot between that you could mount it between the house and your shop yeah yeah then you then it'll work fine this thing apparently will do like half a kilometer or something like that. And it's, yeah, my dad said it was just a breeze. And so he just has it on the inside door jam of the garage door at, at the house. So you don't, I didn't even know it it was there. And, uh, and then he just put it on the shop wall and yeah, well, I'll our, take, I'll take guys a picture. I put and a
0: repeater text. in my garage that goes out <clears> to the RF receivers on the doors and windows of the shop. And that works. The regular Wi-Fi or cellular will not penetrate that stupid building. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, that's ugh.
1: Yeah, so you just have this on the outside, and then you just drill a hole and run a cable to the inside of the shop, and then you, yeah, it's just like a modem point basically.
0: I've got a one uh, of those really cool, um, oh, what is it? I'm looking uh, those Netgear Alien uh, routers. Mm-hmm. Oh man, those things are awesome. Eight? Are they? antennas? Oh wow. I had it in the Maryland house, but can't use it here, uh, but I huh. will with that.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought a $50 one from Walmart. Yeah, I've already got, got cheapest... this one.
0: So. Yeah. When I bought <clears throat> it, it was almost $400. Bucks.
1: Hmm. Crazy.
0: But I had to have a powerful router there, even though you know just a regular house, to have it secure enough and strong enough. Because I was getting interference from the neighbors. You know, every, you live in a city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people don't understand about the Wi-Fi interference. I didn't, but I do now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right on. Cool, man. Well, thanks a lot, Todd. It's been a good show.
0: Love it. I missed it.
1: Yeah, me too. Sucks not doing it, but I think we're back on the reg now because we've got internet again. So, yeah. Sweet. And thank you to our listener out there. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, we love you. <laughs> All one of you.
1: Yep, that's right. (laughs) All right, we'll uh, catch you all next week.
0: See ya.